0: hello and welcome back to the anime intellectualist podcast. It has been probably a bit since I last uploaded an episode but uh, yeah it's just just been busy recently um, it's already hard enough for Mark and I to get together for like the last part of it or for like what the part that we do together but even just like, in general, it's hard to get time to do this, so finally I got a chance, so I'm taking it right now, and I'm going to record before I forget. All right, so first off, I guess I'll get my I, I in real life IRL news out of the way. Um. Let's see, what have I been doing? Um a lot of just schoolwork. <clears throat> College is kinda you know, it's hurting right now. It's very busy. So just doing that. I've been working a lot, busy at work, just busy in general. Um, but I have played a couple games, uh like a little bit. Um I tried to start Final Fantasy VII remake because I do I've had that for a while. Um, but I just couldn't like, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it. And so I popped in doom and I was definitely feeling that a lot more like right off the bat. I don't know. Maybe it's cause like, I've just turned my brain off over the years. So now I can only play games where you just, you, you hit button and you do thing. You don't really have to think. And doom is definitely that kind of game. You just go and you, you kill the aliens and that's that so it's fun Uh, but I haven't really had much of a chance to get too far into it so I'm only in like the third area or something Um, but other than that I have technically been finished one other game but I wouldn't really call it a game it's more of a visual novel slash like I don't know so it's hard to explain but Basically, what I'm talking about is the Serial Experiments Lane game for the PlayStation 1, which I wasn't aware existed until pretty recently. I saw some video on it, and in this video, um, they mentioned that this year, somebody had was able to translate that into English over here, because that's never obviously that's it, was never over here. They never brought it over, um, but somebody managed to make it into like a web browser thing that you can do. And so, and they translated it into English and everything. So I was like, okay, I mean, I'll probably, I guess I'll try it out. So basically, <clears throat> um, if you don't know what Siri Experiments Lane is, um, it's just it's an anime that came out like. I think in the 90s, pretty sure it was the 90s. It was somewhere around there. Um, And it was really like ahead of its time in a lot of areas and like technology. And um, and then it covered it covered a lot of dark subjects. And it it was really it's famous for being very confusing and trippy. But there is a lot there to like uncover if you really want to get into it. But anyway, that's just that. The game itself, you could probably just play like without having any knowledge of the series at all, from my experience. Um, because it's just, it's not really a game. Basically, you're just going through a bunch of files and listening to these different files. And sometimes you'll watch a short clip that'll give you some information. Um, but most of the time you're just listening to audio files and the audio files connect to have like a storyline throughout. Um, and you can play the game in a couple of different ways. Cause you can go through it pretty linearly. It's pretty confusing at first, but once you get it down, it's, it's pretty simple. You're pretty much just reading an audio book with some clips in it uh, with like a HUD, But um, you can also, like, in the audio clips, when you finish an audio clip, there's also options to, um, like, on the side, there's just different keywords that are related to that audio file. And if you click on one of them, uh, it'll take you to another audio file that also has that keyword in it. And it, like, most of the time, it's not really, it's not linearly, like, after the one that you just listened to so it is just kind of random but i think it's cool that that is an option to play the game that way just like see how everything really connects like in a non-linear way i just thought that was interesting but um overall finished it like a couple days ago um that game is kind of it's very unnerving especially towards the end uh the only like, like, it's very impressive, I think, for like when it was made. Because it, it came out at the same time, around the same... I think it came out like a little bit after, or something, uh, after the anime. But there, it was meant to be a mixed-media project in the beginning. But they decided to just not do that. But they still kept the idea for the game. So that's cool. So if you like Serial Experiments Lane and you want some extra content, that's what it is. And honestly, if you just want to look at a piece of PlayStation 1 weird Japanese game history, then there you go. It's totally accessible, I think. Um, oh, like I was saying, the only thing I would say bad against it is that it could probably be like half the length that it is and you'd still get everything across it needs to. It really repeats a lot of ideas and a lot of situations to you. Um, Which I don't think is really necessary. But it's not bad. You can beat it in like 10 hours. But I just think it would have been a more cohesive, tight experience if it was maybe 5 or 6. But that's just my opinion. Um, Other than that, I haven't really been doing anything else other than watching some seasonal anime. And yeah, I will... I think I'm going to perfectly segue this into the news somehow. Oh, look at that. Here we are. into the news section now and our first piece of news is Mob Psycho Season 3 has been announced so this is exciting I'm not I don't remember exactly when the second season came out because or no I was watching the second season as it was airing but I didn't watch the first season when it was airing so no I guess the second season was a while back that was back when I was in like 10th or 11th grade, something like that, but not too long ago. Not like a difference between Attack on Titan seasons, sometimes, so definitely could have been worse, but this is exciting. Um, Something interesting about this that I did see is that uh, a lot of the cast is obviously returning, um, but the director is different. So I don't know if this, how this will affect it, hopefully not too much. Um, but if you know anything about Mob Psycho 100 or you've seen anything on it, you will know that it has like incredible fluid animation that's like nothing you've ever seen. So, I hopefully they can keep that style and that uniqueness of it with this new director. I'm sure it'll be fine though, they know what they're doing. Um, but yeah, uh, it says they announced that Bones is producing a third anime season for One's Mob Psycho 100 manga titled Mob Psycho 103. Bones also unveiled promotional video and visual for the third season. Studio also revealed the staff of the new director and current cast, like I said. So yeah, I mean, the visual looks pretty cool. I can't really tell what's happening. Um, Just got Regan and Mob, and you know, it's just going to be another Mob Psycho season, and I'm excited for that. Alrighty, and then next up, oh, okay, so this one, apparently, out of nowhere, the Joe manga is going to be continuing, originally this manga ended in 2015 with 10 volumes, which I have read all of them, I believe Mark owns them all, it's just how I read them, I think he owns every single one, but anyway, um, Joe if you don't know Joe is, I don't know. Like, you, what are you doing? Go watch it right now. You can just. Well, why are you listening to this right now? If you haven't seen Nichijo, honestly, go watch it or read it or something. Uh, but anyway, Joe is going to be continued because apparently he stated on Twitter that he the the or uh, the artist, the mangaka or whatever, Keiichi Arawi. Said he was going to resume it because he wanted to draw it again. So he's continuing it. So that's really cool. Um, it'll probably take a while before they get enough material for another season of the anime. But eventually we'll probably be able to look forward to that. Almost absolutely. Surely they wouldn't just <laughs> not. But yeah, Nietzsche's is great. Very funny. Next up, oh, oh, no. So on the docket here, I put Frieza dies for good. I think I put this here a while ago. I don't. I didn't really think about it. But that's really, that's just, he didn't deserve that. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> very sad. Dragon Ball voice actor Chris Aries, assuming that's how you say his last name, dies at age 56 he's the english language voice so he's the dub english dub voice of frieza and which is a very iconic like character voice i think very like uh he's just he just sounds like a snotty snobby villain he does it perfectly but uh i just happened to see this one day and i just thought that was sad um the reason I say <laughs> Frieza finally dies is because uh, they, he, they he was he died, but then they decided to bring him back for Dragon Ball Super, I think, uh, to fight, so that they had another fighter or something. I I don't know, but I just thought that was stupid, and I was a little, you know. But uh, that's sad. Yeah, well, I'll miss him. All right, next up. Don't Toy With Me, Miss Nagatoro Anime gets second season. Um, So this one, I didn't watch it. Um, I know what it is. People who enjoy it know why they enjoy it, and they'll probably enjoy the second one. It's really all there is to that one. Um, But if you were a fan of that first one, obviously it's getting a second season because these types of shows always get second seasons. Next is the quintessential quintuplets another show which I have not seen and maybe won't probably won't see unless I hear like really good things about it or something Um, is having a sequel film next year so this one's just another from what I have seen it's just another harem anime so I just was not interested whatsoever Uh, but for the people who like this kind of stuff that's a It's a win, I guess, but it's not for me. Um, Let's see if there's any other details. So the sequel is happening next year. That's pretty much all they got. Yeah, that's all they got. Just expect a sequel movie next year, if anybody's excited for that one. And then... Okay, there's a new anime out. It's called awashi i think is how you say it um i just happened to see that it this it's a soccer manga and it's apparently getting an anime in the spring season next year so and i've heard good things about this one so hopefully this one will be a good one haven't seen many sports anime recently that i think about it so good ones at least hopefully this one can be a good one that everybody can watch so that i'll be i'm excited for that one all right here we got some some mark news i guess uh fruits basket gets a compilation film uh, with a prequel epilogue scenes in february so it says here the official website for the new anime of natsuki takia's fruits basket manga announced on friday that the anime will be a compilation film titled Fruits Basket Prelude, that will open in Japan on the 18th in February. So this is a prequel to the show, I guess. If Mark was here, he could add more input. Uh, But as far as I know, people who like Fruits Basket will be excited. So there is that. Um, This one I do know. Spy X Family anime trailer reveals adaptation... By Wit Studio and Cloverworks. So this is exciting. Um, Wit Studio has always done good work, I think, if I remember correctly. Cloverworks is kind of a mixed bag, I think. Um, not sure why they have to collaborate for this, but whatever. Uh, I, the trailer looks pretty good. Um, the show, they're the I've read, I'm caught up completely to the manga for some reason. Um, it's... It's, I would say it's all right. It has some good moments. I wouldn't say it's incredible, but um, I'd say that it you know if the if the anime builds on what the manga already has, then it'll be pretty good because it's already pretty good, but it's not incredible in my opinion. The um, anime is going to be co-animated by Wit Studio and Cloverworks. Directed by Kazuhiro Furuhashi, who is directed Mobasuk Gundam UR and Hunter Hunter and Dororo. Those are all really well animated ones. Also says character designed by Kazuaki Shimada, Promised Neverland. Alright. Uh, so far, the only cast to be announced is Takaya Iguchi, who is voicing Lord lord forger which is one of the like three i guess main characters of the show um so basically yeah i mean if this this is going to be a popular one when it comes out for sure i think unless they really screw it up because it's a very crowd-pleasing manga from what i've read so next up uh girls frontline tv animes january 2022 premiere more cast and staff confirmed I think this is based off of a smartphone game, where the girls turn into guns or something. Uh, I I don't know, but it's getting an anime, and yeah, that's all I have to say on that one. Next up, um, so oh wait. Oh, here it is. All right. So Star Wars Visions, uh, Disney submitted one of the shorts from it for the Academy Awards. So that's cool. Uh, The one they chose, if you've seen it, was The Village, which is the one that was directed by or done by the Kinema Citrus studio, people who did Made in Abyss. Um, So that's cool my opinion i don't think that was the best one out of it i thought its story was a little bit weaker compared to some of the other ones but not a bad pick i don't think it'll surely it won't win best although now that i think about it, it is disney so i don't know who knows but it doesn't really matter i don't pay attention to awards anymore anyway but that's cool that they recognized it enough to decide to nominate it uh So, I mean, I I, I guess that's a win. I don't know. It's cool to see Kinema Citrus doing things still. So, and then next up... Next up is... we are going this okay this doesn't have very much info on it but um a maiden abyss season two info is rumored to be revealed on the 21st of this month so november 21st um we may get some news on season two of maiden abyss and that's exciting um they gave it a title but I don't have the page pulled up, so I don't remember. But it was something like Maiden Abyss, The Legend of the Golden City or something. It, it doesn't matter. What matters is that it's confirmed and that we're getting it and it's possibly going to be soon. So that's exciting. Um, if it's next year, that is hype. That is, I'm so excited for that. That will be awesome. I think that brings us to the end of our news section couldn't didn't see anything else that caught my eye so i mean yeah uh pretty honestly a decently stacked news section this time compared to others but i have been gone we have not released an episode in what feels like has it even been that long it feels like a long time since we've done an episode i don't know maybe i'm having podcast recording withdrawals Maybe I shouldn't have started this in the first place. I don't know. What am I doing? Some anime podcast? Uh, whatever. It's fine. It's just it's fun. Um, anyway. Okay. So now we will get into my reviews. I actually have two manga today that I'm going to review, and they're both horror themed because you know what the month of november is it's it's all about scary things it's all about the spooky scary things it's it's horror season you know definitely not because uh we just we were going to do this the week of halloween and then it just got really busy definitely not that um if i i if you're accusing us of doing that i I don't know why. What would make you think that? So I just extend Halloween into November myself. So we are going to be talking about these two manga because I didn't read anything else. And yeah, so let me just get started on my first one. Alrighty. <clears throat> first, let me inject some ingest, inject. Oh my god, let me ingest some liquids real quick. I feel like my voice cracked a couple of times during that news segment, and that's just embarrassing. <laughs> ah, alrighty. So my first one, the first manga that I decided to read and. The theme of the spooky season of Halloween is shoujo fujubun, which translates to, I think it just translates to an ordinary girl or something. Let me pull it up real quick. <clears throat> Shojo fujubun it doesn't say here, but I think it's something to that nature. It's like, it's something like that. And uh, if that is the title, then the title definitely describes this manga pretty completely because it is about a weird girl. Um, so basically, this one starts out. Oh, by the way, I should probably mention the author of this one is Nisio Isen. And if you don't recognize that name, he is, or she, I'm actually not sure. He or she is the author. I'm pretty sure of the Monogatari series. Um which is re- which is known for its like really good writing and stuff. If you've ever seen it, you know, but so that's interesting. This doesn't really feel anything at all. Like if if it didn't say that right under the title, I would not have known, but I just thought that was an interesting thing. Uh this may have been one of his earlier works. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, so it starts out with focuses on our what we assume is going to be our main character. And he is, it should, tells us that he's an aspiring author, um, but not really an author who has an extreme amount of talent and that's why they're where they are, but really just because he's a He's a guy who really likes to write books and he wants to become an author. And so he worked to get there and he worked harder than everyone else. He worked harder than a lot of other people. And so he now he's here. Um, But because he didn't get there with an incredible amount of talent, like by his by natural talent or anything, Um, He's kind of hit a wall, uh, so to say, in his development as a writer. So he can write probably just about as well um, as somebody who doesn't really have a natural talent for writing can write is what he thinks at least. Um, But without this natural talent, he thinks he's just kind of going to wallow around in the mediocre authors and that's not what he wants he wants to be a great author so that's how we're introduced to him and that's the kind of person that it shows us that he is um, he's so one day he's biking back home and he sees an accident he sees the after effects of an accident and actually, no, no, no. He doesn't see the after effects of an accident. He actually sees this accident happen. So what happens is there's two elementary school students, two elementary school girls, and they're just walking along the road and a giant semi hits one of them. And if I remember correctly, kills one of them. Um, and the other one when it happens just stands there is just standing there still in what we what you think is shock at first um but then it the main character sees her pull out her game boy save it and then run over to see if her friend is okay and clearly her friend is not okay. So it's it's very unnerving and very unsettling the scene which it happens in the first chapter. So it really it gets into it pretty quick, but so after this he you know, he thinks about it a little. He thinks that was very strange. Like why why would she pause her game before going over and running over to help uh, her friend or see if she was okay. Um, And then, you know, tragic things happen and he just has to go home. Um, But as he's starting to bike away from the scene, he gets a feeling that somebody's watching him and he looks back, and the girl who who was the girl's friend um, and had like paused her game before she went over to check was looking at him like he had seen something that he shouldn't have. And so that's how the first chapter ends. And then um, after that, after circumstances and events, somehow the elementary school girl is in his house like under his desk and she puts him at like knife point and she's like she's just a little kid but the guy is just so confused i guess that he just kind of decides to go along with it and so she puts him at knife point and takes her takes him to her house and then he and then she puts him in her closet and like locks the door so basically she just kidnapped this guy and locked him in her closet in her house so now this guy's just sitting in there like still confused like what just happened did i just let like a preschool girl kidnap me or something um and so he's just in there and he's he notices that she didn't even bother to like check to see if he had his phone or anything. Cause obviously she's just a elementary school girl. She's just, did I say preschool earlier? I don't, that's not correct. Uh, But she's definitely in elementary school and she just like, didn't check to see if he had anything to call for help. Cause she doesn't, she doesn't think like that. She just, she just doesn't cause she's a kid um but anyway so he has his phone with him still and it's still good and it still has service and so but he decides to not he decides to not use it to see like what's going on like why would this elementary school girl decide to try and kidnap me because i saw something like that and so slowly he begins to realize that This little girl is coming home with just food from her school cafeteria and when he says that he when he tells her that he's gonna need food to survive and she finally like gives him some food and slowly they begin to warm up to each other and then she begins to kind of tell him some things and And then he begins to figure some stuff out. Eventually, obviously he figures out how to get out of the room. Um, but he doesn't leave because he wants to figure out what exactly is going on here because he realizes that he hasn't heard her parents or anything at all. Her parents are not in the house at all. So at first he just assumes that they're on a business trip or something. Um, But he at some point he just decides, you know what? I'm I need to find out what's going on here and get out of here and write my novel that I just like thought of a good idea for while I was sitting in here being kidnapped by an elementary school girl. Okay, so I'm gonna just get out of here and I'm gonna figure out what's going on. So he looks around the house. Everything's really dirty and there's just stuff everywhere. Definitely signs that. It's just been this elementary school girl. He they call her you because they. I think this is based off a real story. Um, it may have been embellished a little, but it's ba- it's supposed to be based off a true story, so they don't want to use her actual name. But, um, he calls her you. So, you has been just living in this house by herself somehow, as a grade school student, ever since her parents suppose what he thinks is that they left on like a business trip or they were supposed to leave her with family and they, and they didn't come or something. But what actually happened is that they're both the, okay. I won't spoil that part, but I guess that's part of the mystery. Um, but basically he finds out, he starts finding out the secrets behind why everything is happening. Um, it's not really supernatural at all. Uh, and it's really not horror either, but I I just continue to read it anyway. It does have some suspense elements, very light. Um, so if you're not really good in, for that kind of stuff, then you'll be fine with this one. It's just a good story in, in and of itself. And it has a good conclusion and the mystery is solved. And when it's solved, it has a pretty good uh, payoff. Um, so i i mean it's it's not remarkable this story and it's not bad it's just it's fine um a benefit of it is that i would definitely be less um what's the word i'd be less forgiving of this manga if it had gone on for a lot longer um because that's i feel like that's the problem with a lot of horror manga is that it just doesn't work well in a long format, but these authors just drag these stories out for so long. Like, uh, Chino or blood on the tracks. Um, I had, I, I started reading that like a while ago and I just, I read so many chapters that like after a bit, the tension started to wear off and I was just tired of it. Like, And once it gets to that point, it doesn't really work as horror anymore. You're not, nothing really like gets you in like, it's not, it needs to be shorter is what I'm trying to say. Um, And this one definitely, this one isn't really horror at all. Like it's just kind of a retelling of a tragic event that may or may not have occurred to some extent in real life, actually. Uh, But anyway, it only goes on for 27 chapters, and the chapters aren't that long. So if you wanted a short read, I I guess I'd recommend this one to you. Um, But not remarkable, not bad. It's all right. Um, I don't really have much else to say on that one. The next one is titled, Konyawatsuki ga kirei desu ka desga not ka if anybody's paying attention to my awful mispronunciations um but either way i think the english for that is i love you so i kill you or something that may not be direct translation but that's what they they say it a lot so i'm assuming that's what it is uh the full title here says "Konya wasukiga kire kirei desu-ga. Shine. so i i'm in love with you so i want to kill you or something which sounds very bad but i assure you this one this is not bad it's, it's pretty good um so far i haven't read too many chapters of this one but the chapters are a lot longer than that other one um i've only read seven chapters it says here um but basically this one is about um, there's basically there's a high. it's like normal high school shenanigans and there's this kid who basically his whole personality is that he picks up trash around school and he's kind of lame. Um, and his childhood friend, of course, is One of the popular girls at school. And maybe he kind of likes her. What a surprise. But uh, that's just like a small part of it. So it's it's fine. But it basically starts out, just kind of introduces you to the characters. And then. Okay. So then after they kind of introduce the characters at the school. Uh, The main character decides, you know what? I'm going to finally do it. I'm going to confess to her tomorrow. Which, if you've seen anything ever, you'll know that it's probably not going to happen. He's going to chicken out. Uh, But anyway, he says this and he thinks this when he's at his house. And while he's also saying this and thinking this while he's at his house, um, there's a couple, where what I assume is a couple, fighting outside having a dispute and at first he decides not to get involved um but then he you know he rethinks he's like what my childhood friend you know i could what would i be what kind of guy am i if i confess to her but i'm not really a a real man so like a real man he comes out of his house and he he tells them to break it up he's like calm down guys okay calm down and then the guy freaks out and he's like, don't come any closer to me. And then he, he's like, oh, edgy. And then he tells him that if he comes any closer to him, he's going to get infected. And then he screams at him to run away. Um, and then after that, he just attacks him. Um, and then the main character w- wakes up after that. It just snaps to him waking up in bed what i assume is the next day and <clears throat> he goes outside and the and the neighbors are like hey you that was a good thing you did yesterday stopping that dispute That was like that's a it's harsh these days these japanese couples these days they're always fighting and he's like what what when did, what do i do and then he's like oh yeah i remember i did that and now he and then he starts thinking what, what was that guy saying about being infected just now nah, whatever and so he goes to school and you know the normal thing he's just walking to school he sees his childhood friend and he's like all right yeah today i'm gonna do it today i'm gonna ask her to come to the the gym or whatever i don't even remember if he actually says that that's just a stereotype and then i'm gonna confess to her after school is over uh so he's thinking that to himself. And then he sees her and he starts, when he, like, the closer he gets to her, he starts feeling this feeling of, like, violence and murder and bloodlust for some reason. <clears throat> and he starts to get this image in his head of himself stabbing his umbrella through his childhood friend and killing her in, like, a brutal way. And he's like, what? What is happening? And so he decides to keep his distance from her. And basically, the story keeps going on this premise that um, the main character has this infectious bloodlust that makes you want to kill the person you love the most. And so in this case, it's just his childhood friend that he wants to confess to or whatever. But now he just kind of has to keep away from her and keep his distance so that he doesn't hurt her, obviously. And obviously, this leads to a bunch of shenanigans. Or like, you don't even like me anymore. And he's like, no, stay away from me. You don't know how dark I am. Stuff like that. Uh, but it's not done horribly. I made it sound pretty stereotypical there. I'm not trying to mock it too much. Uh, better than a lot of other things that I've read. Uh, But the premise only really goes so far. It's a very interesting premise because the bloodlust or whatever, this infectious disease of wanting to murder your loved ones or one specific loved one, I guess. um, He can use it. It gives you abilities. And for the main character, it gives him like extremely good sight and he can run really fast. And I'm pretty sure he's also strong. So he's a lot of things, but it gives him a bunch of abilities. And along the way, I—I I, this isn't really a spoiler. You figure out there's other people who have this same thing, but they are actually giving into their desires and they're just killing people. And so he starts running into them and their situations with him and the people who are, who have his same ability and people who trying to figure out what's going on with him people watching him he he feels like people are watching him and uh it's it's pretty interesting there's a few interesting like ideas in it um but overall i think i i don't think i'll read any more of it um not necessarily cuz it's a bad series just because it's not to my style it honestly turns into more of a shonen than it is a horror so I guess it doesn't matter that it's November because neither of these are really horror. This one's just kind of violent. and It can be very violent at times. Like, the visions that he has in his head are pretty gory. Like, there's the one at the beginning where he thinks about, where he, where he first sees her, and he has this vision of him stabbing her with an umbrella. And he has just a bunch of horrible ones, like one where he's, he's, like, standing on the subway next to her, and he has to, like, resist the urge to smash her head into the subway as it's going by and or something and it's it's so it has the art itself can look really good at times other times it looks pretty generic but um there's some full page spreads in there or uh, there's some page and full page spreads and panels in there that look really nice um a lot of the times it's these visions that he has which are pretty grotesque uh but there's there's sort of like a mystery aspect that's supposed to be going on about what this disease is and where it comes from, what these people are using it for, or whatever. Um, I wasn't completely down with it. I wasn't extremely interested. Uh, but, but a lot of people would probably like this one because it's very showny. Um, so if you're bored and you want another fun action slash psychological gore fest thing uh edgy edgelord stuff just a bunch of edgelord material you can watch this one or not watch it it's a manga you can read this one um is i'll say the title again it is i love you and so therefore i kill you so yeah uh Could have been a lot worse. I'm being very generous to this one because I've seen, not seen, read, because I've read worse with this same kind of edgy premise. But this one does it pretty well. If I gave it a chance, I'm sure uh, it might get better later on. I've heard that the consensus is that at like chapter 14, which I'm like halfway to, it has some twist that kind of changes the game. Um and its genre kind of completely shifts. I don't know what's going on there. Uh but and if even if I did I wouldn't want to spoil it for anybody, but yeah, just going into it knowing it's pretty much just an edge lord thing. It's not very deep from what I saw. But it's it's not bad. It's it's not bad and it's not great. Just like the other one. Not a very exciting couple of reviews. So I apologize uh but I you know, my my opinion isn't the end-all, be-all. So if any of these sounded interesting to you, definitely check them out because you may have a very different opinion to mine. So I, I always try to point out the good things about these things so that people who like those kinds of things can decide if they want to actually pursue it or not and then maybe like it a lot more than I do. I don't know. You'll see. Um, but that ends it for my review
1: section. And now we are on to Mark's. I just went, the reason that took so long is I went to eat this, well, I went to eat ramen originally, but it was closed. So I was like, well, I guess I'll go to this fancy Italian restaurant next door. (laughs) Oh, I see.
0: (laughs) And they took forever? Yes. I just assumed you went to the school like lunch place and they took forever because they also just take forever for no reason and you have to wait in like an hour long line
1: for a chicken sandwich oh no Um man, they don't even have chicken sandwiches here oh unless you go to Chick-fil-a it's like they have these uh, quarter inch hamburgers and they're really salty and you can tell they obviously pre-froze them like A week before.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. Oh, everything is frozen in the school cafeteria.
1: There's no doubt about that. Uh, Even the eggs, I'm pretty sure, are frozen. Did I ever tell you about how awful our breakfast food was? No.
0: Okay, so, like, the eggs, I can't even describe how bad they were. Like, it's pretty hard to screw up eggs, right? Somehow... They were just the rubberiest, moistest, and like, and I mean that in the worst way of that word, just the moistest, weirdest, like slimiest eggs you've ever eaten, and they tasted like nothing.
1: They're reconstituted.
0: Okay, so they were whatever that is, and it was really gross, and then the pancakes tasted like sand. It was so bad, like the consistency of the pancakes, they would fall apart into like Graininess without any syrup On them like that's the
1: consistency of What they wear See I ate a pancake this morning From the cafeteria And it was like this rubber Disc
0: And it was yeah. really stretchy I rub- it was like a rubber Consistency
1: <laughs> Yes Oh,
0: I see yeah that
1: sucks And of course they had no syrup Of course so. not You don't need syrup so I took like a bite. and I was like, "Huh, it's just not working out." No, like,
0: I have just rather not eat, which I didn't do when I had a meal plan. But this year, I made the smart decision to not have a meal plan
1: and just get my own. Yeah, I can. I usually try to avoid the cafeteria and like you can use the meal swipes for the on campus restaurants after a certain time so i do that for dinner.
0: Oh okay yeah.
1: But you know eating fast food every night's kind of a problem.
0: Yeah, i kind of survive on Jimmy Johns at the moment though cuz like i don't have to pay for it. So i just but it's just sandwiches so like it's not bad for you necessarily. Yeah.
1: So like All this um, uh, Panda Express orange chicken, I'll be sitting there eating it. And I'm like, huh, this is probably going to kill me one day.
0: Yeah. Sometimes it like, I feel like there's a 50-50 chance when you eat Panda Express at college that you get like the worst meat you've ever eaten in your life. And it's all just like fatty and gritty and disgusting. And then you feel sick afterwards. Or you get a good Panda Express experience. Yeah. I feel like recently I've been getting the latter end, which is unfortunate because the only, my only other options are Chick-fil-A, which I'm, I'm tired of eating at and Subway, which I work at a sandwich place. So no, <laughs> so
1: uh, Chick-fil-A and Subway are fine, but you just, you can't just eat it all the time. No,
0: like I don't hate Chick-fil-A, but I've just eaten there so much. Cause that's, like whenever we go out to eat in like fast food places, my family only goes to Chick-fil-A. So I kind of despise Chick-fil-A now. It's like if you only ate like mac and cheese for your entire life, you'd probably end up hating it.
1: I ate so much Subway last year that I, I got sick of it. Like Yeah, I did too, one- actually. Yeah one week i had like five subway sandwiches in a yeah. week
0: one day i had like lunch and dinner both subway next day lunch and dinner both subway and then i was like i should probably not do that again yeah <laughs> but it's just so like for me it was like right across from my residence hall so i just had to walk across the street and get it so it was really simple and I was too lazy to walk to get awful food from the uh,
1: from the lunch hall, so I just yeah. Uh, we have a Panera Bread on campus at UTA, and that's pretty good food. Isn't Panera Bread like
0: way overpriced or something though?
1: It's kind of expensive, like fifteen dollars for a salad or something. Like uh, for a basic meal, 11 like ish dollars. Uh, but I see. it's good, it's good food though.
0: I've never eaten out of Panera bread, so I can't diss on it too much. Like, it's
1: not fancy, but it's not bad.
0: It's, it's a kind of faux fancy for the white girls who want to feel fancy, yeah, basically. So, you gotta when you eat a Panera, you gotta pay the like. 2 or $3 white girl upcharge. Yeah, and just get like
1: I five
0: pastries. Yeah. They're like, I'm eating healthy. Therefore, I need to pay more to eat healthy, which doesn't make sense.
1: Yep. You should just see the Starbucks line.
0: Yeah, but I can't disrespect the Starbucks goers. I do that from
1: time to time this some drinks from starbucks are good but like the the hype ones like uh, the pumpkin spice latte it's just not all that great
0: yeah if you don't like pumpkin stuff you will hate it and i usually like pumpkin things and i tried that and i did not like it so i think i specifically don't like pumpkin spice but that's just me it's just not all it's
1: cracked up to be
0: no but yeah and starbucks is also overpriced because it's just coffee but whatever (laughs) are you not much of a coffee guy Uh, i drink coffee every
1: day oh okay yeah i see i don't live without it
0: yeah i i'm not completely that way but like if it's an early morning on class day
1: i will I probably have a problem
0: yeah no it's fine mark most people drink like three or four cups of coffee in the morning just to because they're just addicted to the caffeine i don't do that they have It'll withdrawals be
1: like one cup
0: yeah like that's that's tame that's fine mark
1: yeah my parents though they'll drink like four or five cups before they even get out of bed
0: yeah because they've just been numbed to the feeling they've been numbed to the effects of the caffeine so now they just have to have more of it
1: pretty much and then my uncle just drinks it straight black because that's how they did it in the navy oh yeah i do that sometimes I've grown accustomed to the taste where drinking it black doesn't bother me.
0: Yeah. It just does the job quicker that way. Because I usually don't get coffee, unless I get like a Starbucks coffee. I'm usually not getting a coffee to like enjoy it necessarily. I just need it for its purpose at the moment. And if it does taste good, then that's just a plus.
1: I drink coffee like Cause in Tokyo Ghoul, the ghouls drink coffee.
0: <laughs> Wait, was that a plot point? What did the coffee like fill them up? Cause they so that they didn't have to be hungry for like human meat or something. No, that was just the only thing that didn't
1: taste bad.
0: Oh yeah, that's right. For some reason, for so, for some reason, I guess because coffee beans are made out of humans in Brazil. They're Uh actually just harvesting humans. But uh, we should probably stop talking about that because we're going to get, you know, the Brazilian government is going to track us down for finding out their secrets, and we don't want that. Or isn't that where coffee comes from? It's mostly like South America, Uh, Colombia. Yes,
1: South Central America. Yeah. I think they grow it in Mexico, too. I just know you have to grow it in a mountainous area. Yeah. Something like that. I don't know. They grow all kinds of stuff down there. Why not coffee? <laughs> Indeed. I mean, they grow everything in South America. Yeah. So,
0: Mark, I don't remember what you said you were reviewing today.
1: Um, it was a manga, well, right? I, I did read a horror manga. Um, but i was also going to review uh, ghost stories okay yeah i reviewed two
0: manga also so if you want to if you want to just do them both then you can if you want to i can if you want to just like briefly mention the manga or whatever that's fine yeah i can briefly mention it all right then we're just gonna segue gracefully right into the mark's review section <laughs> And here we are. Look at that. This is how the professionals do it, all right? We've got experience. Experience, there we go. The, the three weeks that we made you wait for this next episode definitely wasn't because we were busy. It was because we were studying the art of podcasting.
1: Yes. Exactly. That's exactly why.
0: Anyway, you, you can go ahead and review your thing.
1: Okay, so uh, I'll start out with Ghost Stories. So this anime was um, produced by Studio Perot and Aniplex in the year of 2000. And it was originally based on a book series by Toru Tsunamitsu. And it's bas- what it basically is, it's a kid's show. Uh, what... A- so it's about these kids, and they go around and like they solve ghost problems. I'll go into the synopsis, but um, five years. So originally, this show did really bad in Japan. Like it was really bland and dull, and nobody liked it, and it was basically going to be forgotten until five years later it was dubbed by adv studios in 2005 and the the english dub is how this anime became famous because they were like uh hey uh, do they basically told the english studio to do whatever it took to sell the show but without changing major plot points or the characters' names. Everything else was fair game. And so under the direction of Stephen Foster, nearly the entire script was changed. They they just turned the whole anime into a spoof. And by the way, this is the official dub. This is not a fan dub or anything.
0: So basically, like, since Japan didn't really care about it and it didn't really make much money, they just gave it, when they gave it the license to the, like, ADV studios or whatever, they just kind of told them, yeah, do whatever you want. Yeah, Because they didn't care.
1: They didn't care. And so they're like, all right, we'll have some fun with this. And my gosh, it's hilarity ensues anyways the the basic story is you have this girl Sotsky, right and her dad and her brother moved to the hometown of her deceased grandmother and her mother left behind in the house this um, book called the ghost journal which details all the ghosts that she sealed away in the town and the school so basically how the plot goes is all these ghosts start coming back and it's up to Satsuki and her friends to seal the ghosts away. So characters, we've got Satsuki, the protagonist. We've got Hajime, which is Satsuki's neighbor. And when they did the dub, they made him an extreme pervert. And he makes all kinds of sex jokes and Yeah, and we have um, Momoko, and in the original Japanese version, uh, Momoko was a psychic, and in the dub version, they made her a born-again Christian. (laughs) Yeah, she's like, I used to be into drugs and sex until I found Jesus, She says stuff like that, and she makes references to the Bible every time she speaks. That's good. (laughs) This is
0: good. So basically, Mark, what you're saying is this is a Christian anime, the first Christian anime.
1: Oh, oh, very. Very very family-friendly. Very family-friendly.
0: I actually have no idea, so (laughs) I don't know. It's it's
1: not. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, she's like... It's okay. You just need to accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. <laughs> she just says stuff like, "Anyways, uh, we have Kechiro, which is Satsuki's little brother, and in the dub they make him a dyslexic retard. And <laughs> where his normal lines are, they just make him like make retarded noises. <laughs> it's funny. <laughs> okay, and then we have uh, Leo." Is Hajime's friend, and they alter his character so that he now he's Jewish. Oh my god. <laughs> he's like the nerd character. And they're like, oh, we should just make him Jewish for no reason. And he makes Jewish jokes all the time. <laughs> yep. That's good. Oh, and we also have the cat. And so the cat um, gets possessed by a ghost called Amino Kao. Amino Kao? Something like that. And so he basically becomes the talking cat character. And he's basically like the straight man of all the jokes, if that makes sense. I see. But yeah, um, he, he talks like this this old dude but he's a cat and so yeah um oh my gosh they yeah so this anime is um not safe for work i'll say that i see like really not safe for work I mean, you got racist jokes, sex jokes, dark jokes, um, fourth ball jokes. You got all the jokes that, you know, that you would not want to tell your boss. Oh, I tell
0: Honestly. my boss a lot of dark jokes, but he's that kind of person. So I guess yeah. it depends.
1: It depends. But, um, <laughs> yeah, there's no way this show could have been made today. Like, the... The levels of non political correctness are insane. I see. But- yeah.
0: I've, I've, the only way I've consumed this thing for some reason is through clips of things, like out of context clips. So that's how I like know what it is.
1: Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of clips on YouTube, but really the best way to experience the jokes is to watch them in context. It's a lot better that way. Yeah. So this was originally supposed to be a kids show and they just completely wiped the floor with that. So do they have like a,
0: did they just, they just take each episode of the show and then they just put instead of what's actually happening, like just their comedy writing in it, like whatever they want pretty much?
1: Yeah. I mean, well, they keep, they kept the original plot. So like all the main events. Still happen, but oh, okay. all of the dialogue gets changed. If, yeah, if that makes sense. But then they make a lot of references to a pop culture, movies, TV shows, Scooby Doo. I mean, and like in the original show, it was very um, predictable. Like the show followed kind of a formula. And they even make fun of that in the dub version. Like they make fun of the anime.
0: Oh, I see.
1: They have like fourth wall jokes. Like uh, Hajime, he, he says, um, don't interrupt me while I do my classic anime elbows up pose. <laughs> Stuff like elbows that. up? What is that? Like, you know, you like put, someone puts their hands oh, behind their oh end, yeah, like, yeah. leaning against the wall <laughs> that's good yeah it's, it's stuff like that it just makes this show a gem out of all the comedy i've seen this is one of the best yeah sure.
0: i wish they would do this with um like other bad shows that come out because now like as opposed to back then we get a lot more anime, but that also means there's a lot more like really not good anime. So I wish they would just use those and overdub them really badly. Like there at this point, there's so many of them that there could probably be an entire studio dedicated to just that.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, part of the part of the issue with comedy anime in general is that if you if you're not familiar with Japanese culture, you may not understand some of the jokes. Yeah, but and um, they do a lot
0: of like, not even just culture, but like the language. They do a lot of yeah wordplay. So like, yeah. you
1: won't understand the puns just reading subtitles. Because like, you have to hear what the word is in Japanese. If that makes sense.
0: Yeah, that's why a lot more of the like slapstick comedies like Nichi Joe are more popular. Yeah, because they're very easy to understand.
1: Yeah, that works though, because it's kind of a universal. Yeah, it's just a universal
0: like comedy thing.
1: Like Nichi Joe or Konosuba. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But man the comedy and ghost stories hits different because you it's actually like directed toward American comedy and man it is great though it's it's a great dub
0: how long is it is it like 12 episodes
1: uh it's like 24 episodes I think oh full length uh, I, th- I think so. Oh,
0: I didn't know it was that long. Interesting. Oh, 20 episodes.
1: 20. Oh, I, yeah. I see But man, you every episode is just something fantastic. Like you you can't go wrong with this show unless you're just sensitive to certain jokes. I was
0: gonna say, unless you're very easily offended,
1: yeah, if you're easily offended, this is not for you. But this is for edge lords. <laughs> like Mark and I. Yes, exactly.
0: Only for the edgiest.
1: But yeah. Definitely a recommendation here. Um I won't go into too many of the jokes because it's just something you need to experience watching it. Yeah, and like jokes coming Never mind.
0: (laughs) But yeah, it is it is something you just have to experience. Because I definitely feel like the out of context clips, people have probably seen them. Like, yeah. yeah. If if we were to like show like do a show a clip if we could, which we can't, you would know what it was, but uh it's probably better to just watch it, like Mark said.
1: Yeah, it it is better to just watch it. Yeah, we'll get around to it eventually. It is the dub. Yeah, don't watch the sub.
0: Yeah. Unless, unless, unless you really, want to just be bored, I guess. Do, yeah. Watch a mediocre show. Yeah. But if you want to do that, you can just watch My Hero Academia. Oh, uh I mean, uh oh, What? Uh, uh just yeah, we'll cut it out. It's fine.
1: Man. Like everybody's me walking around with My Hero Academia t-shirts and pins on their backpack.
0: Yeah, it's become the new Naruto where it's like, I don't really respect you as a human being just because you have a Naruto shirt. Yeah, like you it's know?
1: become some so mainstream. Yeah, it's kind
0: of transcended it like Naruto has. Yeah, you
1: really can't call yourself an anime fan just because someone told you to watch My Hero and you did, you know?
0: Yeah, it's become one of those shows.
1: I mean, not to say it's bad, but it's just not great.
0: No, I feel like it was very strong in the beginning. Yeah. And now it's just kind of crowd-pleasing and not really... It doesn't really do anything like subversive or unexpected.
1: Yeah, no, it is, it's kind of generic.
0: Yeah, I, it's, a, it's a crowd-pleaser. That's why it's so popular, but...
1: Anyways... <laughs> uh, <laughs> Not the don't topic. Not with that, <laughs> that rabbit hole. Um, I guess I'll get on to my uh, next series. Alright. Right. Well, it's a manga. Yeah. It's actually a one-volume manga called Ibitsu by Haruto Ryo. And so this is a horror manga about um, they call it the demon Lolita, who <laughs> i don't know keep going keep going you know interestingly
0: enough i also like reviewed a manga that had an elementary girl as one of the main characters
1: anyways (laughs) anyway so you have our, our main character um he um he's just out putting the garbage out right And he sees this uh, Lolita girl out in the trash dump, and she asks him if he would have a little sister. He's like, yeah, uh, yeah, I do have a little sister. But little did he know that that triggered the events that would happen later because the Lolita girl follows him to his house and ask him if she can wash her stuffed doll um, Keiichi and he's like uh, this is weird but okay you can come and wash it
0: and so she- <laughs> <Why>? <laughs> I don't
1: know, I don't know oh, why already and so, and so he, he washes she washes the doll in the sink and like all this blood comes out And just goes everywhere. And then she leaves. And yeah, but basically, what happens is she tries to be his little sister. And yeah, uh, it doesn't go well. Let's just say that. Um, So she sees that. He has um, an act- his actual little sister, Hikari. Um, she's like, no, I have to be his little sister. And so she, um, well, uh, I think you know where this is going. Yeah. Yeah, it's like an extreme yandere demon lolita horror oh. and i won't i won't uh, go any further with the story because spoilers but this was quite the read i see i, I was not expecting like how it turned out this was right this was genuinely gruesome
0: okay so it's one of those
1: yeah like this is not like oh it's oh, your classic core story well I mean it is your classic core story basically you know you have your, your protagonist who's not very smart and he just makes poor choices up until the point where everything goes wrong and but because in the beginning I thought oh, this is kind of dumb but it at the end it left me really disturbed and so um, this is just a one shot you said yeah this is just a
0: one shot manga okay yeah that's always a plus for horror manga I think I mentioned this earlier because yeah. I actually do I actually did record my section earlier today
1: for once yeah like at first i thought eh, this is kind of stupid but as things went on i was like oh oh no
0: yeah that's it, when they it, get you the best because like that's yeah. what junji ito does with his i really like like uzumaki is really good and like some a lot of his long form ones are pretty good but i think the ones that are most effective are the ones that are the short stories like the the one shot short short of length ones sort of length jesus uh because they just like they get you into it for a second then just when you think you're beginning to understand something the very last panel it just hits you with something you're like what and then it ends and that's what they do best i think
1: yeah it's it's like that and but one of the things that leaves you is kind of a plot twist Near the end that changes how you looked at the story before. That's cool. And that That's where the the actual horror part comes in because it gets you thinking.
0: What did you say it was called? Ibitsu? Ibitsu. Yeah. Okay. Is that is that like an English spelling or is it just I-B-I-T-S-U?
1: Yeah, it's just I-B-I-T-S-U. Okay.
0: I didn't know if it was like I beats like like angel beats and then you no, like no, like I, he beats his sister or something no <laughs> and um, that's like the twins <laughs> yeah I don't,
1: I don't actually know where the name comes from like, i don't it, know if there's any meaning behind it or oh what it's not I,
0: like the name of anything
1: no uh, maybe it means something kaibutsu. in
0: japanese kaibutsu is monster i was thinking it sounded like that but no
1: but anyways, like if you look on the back, like um, basically it's about and this urban legend of the demon Lolita, and she asks you if you would have a little sister, and if you answer her, like yes or no, like you're basically doomed, and so like. The, obviously the main protagonist says yes and you you have to figure out what happens to him or if he can even escape uh, yeah the like the,
0: the way you describe this sounds like somebody's weird like specific fetish but yeah, it's it sounds weird like specific that. fetishes are very scary sometimes so i think
1: that should work uh yeah <laughs> like I mean the whole Onisan thing. I was like, "Oh man, this is uh, classic." I know where this is going, but yeah, it it turned out not being that way. I see. That's good. But, uh, imagine a yandere, but uh, an Emoto yandere. That's basically what this is. I see so yeah that's that's a too um it's very graphic so if you read it keep that in mind but overall i think i would say it's a good read um especially uh good to read right before you go to bed oh yeah definitely
0: the best time yeah
1: I mean, I have. I'm not really that well versed in the horror genre. I mean, I've read some Genji Ido and some other works, but uh, I thought this one like really got the horror part down.
0: Yeah, um, like Japanese horror manga either is really really good or it's mediocre. Like, there's no in between, and there's a and like a lot of mediocre stuff because. If like the, the two manga that I reviewed weren't like they were supposed to be horror manga. They weren't like bad, but they weren't great either. Like they were just fine and you could tell what was coming and that's not good for horror manga.
1: Yeah, like in this one, I mean, you could pretty much tell what was coming, but at the very end, it kind of flips things on you. So that's what kind of saved the story here. I see. Uh, Because it makes you think things are going this certain way, but in the end, you realize not everything is as it seems. Cool. That's Ubitsu. Sounds like a good short read. Yeah, It's not that long. It's like probably about three volumes in length
0: okay so it's not really a one shot
1: well no but a one shot
0: is like one chapter
1: okay yeah no this is like one big book okay okay so it's probably the length of like gyo i think yeah yeah it's about that length have you read gyo mark i have not read gyo okay I am I read Uzumaki and you know it's kind of the same length. Yeah. uh in Tomie, those the like the big sh- stories of Genji Ido. Yeah. Yeah. I need to read some more Genji Ito. It's really good stuff.
0: Yeah, he. Like, I see every now and then he releases a lot of, like, um, compilations of his short ones in hardback, which look really nice. Because like, I see those, like, getting released from time to time, but I just don't have the funds to purchase everything. So, yeah.
1: I think the, the longer stories where things get developed more are best ones, though.
0: Yeah. And Junji Ito definitely has the correct balance because he doesn't make them way too long and he doesn't make them like short enough to where you don't really get connected to any of the characters or anything. Because I I don't know if you know what this one is, but um, Chino Wadachi is a horror, it's translated to Blood on the Tracks, is a horror manga, more of a like a suspense manga, I guess, psychological thriller or whatever. Um, and it starts out really strong, and it go and it's like really strong for probably like twenty chapters, but it's currently on chapter like one hundred and twenty. And a horror manga should never go on for a hundred and twenty chapters.
1: Yeah, that's kind of hard to drag out because like it
0: was really good at the beginning, but then like it just kept going, and it was like eh, it's kind of losing its like suspense and like it doesn't really surprise you anymore. So it, yeah.
1: That is the the weakness of horror stories in general, is that you have to keep building the suspense or it doesn't work.
0: Yeah. The stakes keep having, you have to keep raising the stakes. Exactly.
1: It, It can't go stagnant, or else it defeats the whole purpose.
0: I also have, like, a love-hate relationship with that author. Do because he also did the Flowers of Evil. Do you know what that is?
1: I do know what that is.
0: Yeah, he does stuff with very unsettling and like just just gross stuff. And like sometimes it really works. Like I had to stop reading the Flowers of Evil because I was just like, I I just can't read this anymore. It just makes me feel too disgusted. Like it was, yeah. it was that bad. So, but
1: yeah. Sometimes it's the average everyday stuff that can uh, really be terrifying. Yeah. Like, cause obviously the flowers of evil is really exaggerated, but yeah, it's just
0: like, it's, just like a bullying story i guess but it focuses on it like so hard and like just embellishes things to the point where it's like this is horrible for everyone nobody i I, none of the people in this story are good people and that's kind of just like real life yeah so but yeah if you like if you like ibitsu on Mark's recommendation definitely check out Junji Ito short stories uh maybe try blood on the tracks or flowers of evil if you hate yourself and uh Shibaya ghost stories which I haven't seen is supposedly a good shorts good like short anime horror which is similar I think
1: oh is that the Japanese ghost stories one? yeah I
0: think so yeah Alrighty, and then next up, we have our final review. Mark and I are going to be talking about Higarashi when they cry. Or also Higarashi no Naku Koro ni. Or also when they cry, Higarashi no Naku Koro ni. Or when the cicadas cry, or moe girls kill each other. So, basically, I just described the plot of the show, so I think we're good. Right, Mark?
1: Um, well, I think you left out a few key uh, issues. Yeah, like There, there the, is
0: also Colonel Sanders.
1: Cur- like I Colonel forgot about Colonel Sanders. 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 And, but other than uh,
0: that, like, there's just not much going on.
1: Yeah, I mean... That's no. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Let me introduce, like, the... Let me see if I can just find the the studio and stuff. So, there's is animated by Studio Dean, uh, which, don't be displeased yet, because if you know anything about Studio Dean, you know they did the infamous original Fate series adaptation, which was really bad. Um, but, in my opinion, I really... I liked the style and the, like, restrictedness of the of the animation in this one because i think it worked in its favor would you agree mark
1: uh yeah
0: i I would definitely say so yeah like most of it is definitely just it's not good animation and it's just kind of grainy but but i think it
1: works for it i would say the graininess is part of uh the atmosphere though because um, the new series and a lot of new anime look very bright. Um, yeah. And kind of like shining. I don't know if that's the right word or not, but.
0: Very um, <laughs> saturated. Like they turn the contrast like way yeah. up.
1: Yeah. So uh, in the original series, when the. It was kind of looked dark, like the colors were dark nothing looked you know really bright that really helped create the atmosphere yeah and even
0: in like i guess we should discuss like the basic like premise um so basically the main character sort of is Mayabara keji i think is his name his full name yeah and he's the he's just a a transfer, I think, and he's his mom lives in Hinamizawa, which is the town, right? Is that was that his situation? Um, they, I think they just moved there. I think, like he w- didn't, wasn't he born there or something?
1: Um, or was it? Was
0: he just completely like just a stranger until he moved there? I don't remember.
1: No, I don't. I don't remember. But, but anyway,
0: it doesn't really matter that much. Um.
1: The mysterious transfer
0: student always starts the plot going. Of course, just like another, very similar to another in certain aspects. Um, but yeah. So this, I, I think they're in high school, are they, Mark? They're in middle
1: school, I think.
0: Is it? It's kind of hard to tell because the school is. It since it's such a small, like tight knit town, every when, where everybody kind of knows each other. Like out in the, mm-hmm. out in the country. In the country Japanese countryside I guess um everybody kind of knows each other it's that kind of town and the school is like everybody together
1: yeah So. so I think some of them would have been in high school and some were um like in junior high or yeah a primary school so like they're all together um but i think how it works is if you're in like a really small town like that you all go to the same class but like you'll get different uh work books to work out of or like yeah. different different homeworks it's kind of like a teach yourself situation
0: yeah pretty much yeah um and so basically he meets he meets some people around his age and then some other people at the school. They're a part of the... Do they call themselves like the... the Just like a board games group or something? What is their the name of their club thing? Yeah, they
1: had a club name. Do you um, remember? I, I don't remember the club name. Basically, there's... Uh, they have this but... club
0: at school where they just do whatever together like after school.
1: Yeah, it's it's... It's a club where they play competitive games pretty much basically. yeah. like so whenever um the, so the loser of the game of whatever it is has to do like, some kind of punishment game
0: yeah so the main character joins this said club and he meets pretty much the main cast of the series um, which consists of him and then there's also Raina, which is she's she's a girl with brown hair, and she also has a cleaver, which will come, which is important. And she also uh, says that she wants to like eat the the blonde girl because she's so cute or something. Well, so what does she say? She has like the phrase that she says every time. It's not yeah. like she actually wants to, but she says, like... Yeah.
1: Or something anyway. like that. <laughs> uh, she doesn't find the cleaver till like, later, though.
0: Yeah, that's just, like, her iconic thing. I think yeah. it's on, like, the in the opening and, like, on the cover and stuff.
1: So. Yeah, it's, it's on the cover. It's not really a spoiler.
0: but No. Honestly, at the beginning of this episode, of, the, of like, the first episode, um, it just shows you like what is going to end up happening so you're not like bored through the first part because um, it shows what like a silhouette of a character beating two other characters with a bat and you're like Whoa, what's going on there and then it just goes into like a slice of life sort of setting so it kind of messes with your expectations that way so you don't really know when stuff is coming
1: yeah, because uh, throughout the episode uh, at the beginning of each arc everything is you know just fine. They're playing games and everybody likes each other and it's, it's just a good time and then all of a sudden everything goes wrong.
0: Yeah, and the interesting thing, like a crazy amount doesn't happen in the first episode if I remember right. Like the big first Realization happens at the end of the second one, but even in the first one, it's very some situations that shouldn't be like uneasy, are very unsettling because, uh, like, Keiichi would just ask a question like about the town, and, like, like you would normally do if you were if you were in a new town and you wanted to know like, what the history was of it, so uh, like non sh- like off just off, just. Out of curiosity, he asks, like, "What happened at the like dam thing the however many years ago?" And they're like, "We don't talk about it," or something like that. Or they like give him a weird look.
1: Yeah, and it's I, like, oh. how it goes is that um, do, the dam that they were going to build would have flooded the town, and so that townspeople were very traditional and very against it and so there were all these protests and riots and people got murdered basically
0: yeah and if you don't want to hear like any spoilers at all which that's fair but like it doesn't really ruin the story but if you want to skip to the next section i'll try and put a like timestamp. uh but yeah so the significance of like the damn riots or whatever Like, people were killed, like you said, and then every year since then, like, two people, one person, two people die. One person just disappears and the other person is, like, killed, is that?
1: Yeah, that's how it happens, and it happens every time on the day of the cotton drifting ceremony.
0: Yeah, and so this has been happening, like, every year, and so when Keiichi asks about, like, that kind of stuff, they don't answer him or they give him weird looks
1: yeah and so naturally you would be suspicious right yes and so um so keiji starts getting suspicious of these people not talking about what's happening and then he notices that some of his friends start doing suspicious things Like, up into the cotton drifting ceremony. And it's just one thing after another leads to more and more uh, uh, suspicious activities until uh, all hell breaks loose.
0: Yeah. And so, basically, it just kind of, like, the main character is just slowly finding out at the beginning information and like of the history of the town and stuff that happened there and then people's separate stories and then dealing with his own problems and stuff. Um, it's hard, not, it's hard to talk about this show without spoiling like one of the major aspects of it. So I, I just won't, I think it's enough just to go in and watch it blind.
1: Yeah, for sure. But, um, Man, it really does um, like each uh, story arc um, you, you start to unravel the mystery because it, it really feels like you're watching a detective anime like half yeah. the time and so that really gives it a lot of appeal along with the horror aspects like because you know the initial like shock of the horror stuff that happens like, gets you, but then the show keeps you around by adding to the mystery.
0: Yeah, and then like characters that you maybe might, might not like very much at first, you kind of they kind of grow on you and then you're like, oh I, I hope they don't die in a horrible way. And most likely you are wrong. I'll just yeah. say that but everybody um, gets their fair share in this show I'll just say that
1: yeah um, each story arc um, after it's over it leaves you wondering you know where did things go wrong yeah and so eventually you figure out um, like what causes all all the terrible things to happen like you start noticing the patterns and and. You know, you you start unraveling um, what the show is really trying to get at.
0: Yeah, and the, the best thing about it is that a lot of shows nowadays kind of seem to like feel they have to hold your hand and tell you exactly what's happening. So the character has to have like an inner monologue of, oh, this is when I realized this is what was happening. But they don't do that in this one. Stuff just happens. And I appreciate that. Because it actually makes you think.
1: Yeah, it does not hold back at all.
0: No, it doesn't hold back in a lot of aspects. And one of those aspects is the gore, I guess. The violence is very high.
1: Man, I think you know which uh, scene I'm talking about, but one of the scenes in this anime made me sick to my stomach
0: yeah there were a few of those for me it was
1: a shocker
0: without any spoilers i'll just say there is a a long long scene where somebody like just gets each of their nails ripped off their hand and it's like oh my god
1: oh yeah that happens but that's not even like the worst thing that happens
0: no not even close but that scene in particular like who just broke me
1: I was just like... Oh. <laughs> you start to lose faith in humanity
0: at that point. Yeah, you start to see like how everybody in the town has certain tendencies and how it just takes one thing to push anybody to be an a awful human being and murderous, I guess. It's very interesting to see how different people react and what like, sets them off for
1: their arc. Yeah, that's, that's the thing about this show is that um, what it does well is it takes like what you would think to be a cute anime girl and she ends up not being so in reality. Yeah. It's like, um, because you think about everyday people but they don't act poorly because everything's, you know, going fine for them. But sometimes all it takes is a few incidents to to bring out uh, what's hiding behind those faces. It's yeah. kind of the the philosophical point behind this. But
0: it also enforces that point. It makes it like a lot better, I guess, by like having a lot of just pure slice of life things like sometimes an entire episode will go by with nothing horrible really happening maybe just like a few hints of the mystery revealed but nothing like horrible will happen and then like in the next episode you'll be off guard a little because an entire episode went by with nothing really happening and then something terrible happens and then another thing after that even worse and you're like
1: ah
0: (laughs) so it's good in that way too
1: yeah but the the other aspect of it is is it makes you question what you're really supposed to, you know, be afraid of. Yes. Because um well, you get hints throughout the show that makes you question whether what you're seeing is real or not. Like, yeah, and there's
0: similar to what you were saying is at the end of Ub Two without spoiling anything there is like a a realization at the end of the this first the first series at least that makes you like recontextualize the entirety of everything else and i think it does it very well
1: yeah because at first the anime makes you feel completely hopeless that anything could possibly turn out all right but then at the end it basically shows you what could be the solution to everything that went wrong you're like oh oh so that's how it went
0: yeah and this is just we've just been discussing the first season which is 26 episodes it kind of changes genre almost and becomes a different show not quite completely but it the second season kind of becomes a different show um but we can't go through anything in that one without spoiling stuff so we won't
1: yeah but um you can't really get to the second season without um basically having the first show get the um preliminary problems out of the way because there's like all this overarching stuff that is going on that nobody sees because they've got their own issues going on. But once they take care of that, then they, like, what's really going on here? Indeed. Yeah, definitely. I don't
0: know why at first they were advertising to do this, but the new-ish series that they were... It was supposed to be a remake, but it's not. It's uh, When They Cry Go. And it starts out in the very first episode, spoiling the entirety of the first season. So definitely don't follow that advice because that will ruin the first season. For you. It won't ruin it, but like it, it's much better to go in not knowing, obviously, because that's the best experience. But yeah so don't do not watch go as the first one just watch the original when they cry season yeah uh
1: this this anime really is best going into blind obviously it's best if you know absolutely nothing about it to get the best experience yeah the way i
0: watched this show was i was out camping and at night I had all these I had every like episode from the first season downloaded on my phone. And so when it was night I would just watch them in my tent at in like pitch black night and that was the perfect way to watch this show. And I didn't even know it.
1: That's why I'm kind of like speaking in broad terms here so that you know uh, you, you don't want to go into any detail.
0: Yeah, it's just one of those things. You just gotta trust us. Yeah, We are intellectuals after all. We have only the best of opinions.
1: However, uh, as far as um, horror anime that I've actually watched, this is the best one. Oh yeah, I would say,
0: yeah. Another is up there, but this one is just on another level. Like, it's just that good. Oh
1: yeah. Another is a good horror anime but this is like the leonardo da vinci of horror anime
0: yeah (laughs) that's what it is (laughs) the The leonardo Leonardo da vinci Vinci. the leonardo da vinci of horror anime that's what they all say yep we i will probably mark at some point we have to watch Go and Sotsu also.
1: Yeah, that's true.
0: There's not really a way around that one. But I've just been putting it off. Because I know that I'm probably not going to like it. Like, yeah, seeing where they're going and how they're handling it. But...
1: I mean, it's, it's hard to add on to the original at this point.
0: Yeah, and then, like, the way that they... Advertised the first one as like a reboot, and it wasn't. And if you watched it first, you would have ruined the whole thing for you. That kind of sucks, because I'm sure that ruined like the the complete like experience of the first season for a lot of people. Because a lot of people were waiting for this remake. They were like, "Oh, well, I I would watch it, but the animation looks kind of bad. So I'll just wait till they come out with this remake that they're gonna do." So. They kind of screwed a lot of people over with that, which kind of
1: sucks. Yeah, because um, this will be a lot of people's first introduction to it, and it won't be a good first introduction.
0: No, it should not be your first introduction at all.
1: Yeah. Uh, kind of like how they make anime live-action movies on Netflix or whatever, and that's people's first impression oh. of a series <laughs> oh
0: my gosh mark so many people are gonna have that with cowboy bebop oh, uh, i've had people so... already say things like that to me already they're like oh that's this, this pretty cool
1: mm.
0: like yeah but like it's it's
1: just not it it's not cowboy bebop what it really is is they're just pandering to western audiences
0: i think but i think in the case of like usually yeah they're just pandering but i think in Cowboy bebop they're legitimately putting a decent effort in it so i will definitely watch it and see i think it it's deserved it's gotten that from me at least
1: yeah because they're and going mean, for something for sure maybe maybe they did put in effort into that one but no matter how much effort they put into it, it's still not going to be the Cowboy Bebop. Yeah, like, you know if it I mean? was
0: if it was anything else, I would be like, you know what? Good job. But, like, it's Cowboy Bebop. Come on. <laughs> like, how... Do you, do, are you trying to top Cowboy Bebop? Like, that's not going to happen. But whatever. Yeah. If people can enjoy what they want, if people decide to just watch that show and not the, the animated series, then sure, whatever. Or, well, like, it's what they mine. did with business no that's different because that's a horrible movie and the that had the opposite effect of people going oh this is horrible so i guess the show is also horrible
1: yeah that's that's the that's a big issue with yeah movies like the alita battle angel movie that movie would have turned people off a lot of people off to the original series which is a shame because it's one of my favorite manga series
0: yeah so, even me i remember seeing like the trailer for that with the the girl you had like the big eyes
1: yeah and they i, I screwed like screwed up yeah even eyes. me i was
0: like what, what, what is going on here
1: so like any normal person would be like what the heck is wrong with her eyes and then just completely disregard it I think the
0: like the only thing or maybe not the only thing but like the best case scenario for a live action adaptation of something would definitely be something like mech shows because I think those would translate best Yeah, it's like Pacific Grim do... is
1: basically just that Yeah, you have to do lots of CGI for that, though.
0: Yeah, but we've gotten to the point where we're pretty good at doing that.
1: I I guess if it has the
0: if it has the the big budget that it deserves, like, you could do a Mobile Suit Gundam live action very easily. Yeah, you could if
1: it if it was anything like Dune, that would be incredible.
0: Oh yeah, well, yeah, that would be amazing, but like. (laughs) With that kind of budget, you can do anything.
1: Yeah. All, all the cinematics in Dune were perfect.
0: Yeah. Yeah, Dune was very
1: good. I, I don't think I have any complaints about that movie.
0: The only complaint I have about that movie is that it needs a sequel, and it's getting it, so I have no
1: complaints. I mean, now, some of the fans complained because they changed the the gender and skin color of liet kinds the the planetologist is they, that
0: the uh is that the one that's half um the half from yeah oh okay they did yeah. was it just a guy like a, a white guy in, in the original yeah in the original movie it was like this white guy oh in the original movie yeah i i, didn't, I thought the fans didn't like the original movie because it was really bad
1: no well I mean it's not a bad movie on its own but it just didn't do a good job of covering the story since they only had two hours and they tried to get the entire book in two hours and it didn't work
0: I see yeah that movie that original Dune movie is directed by David Lynch if you want to see a good David Lynch movie watch Eraserhead or watch Twin Peaks the show that he directed also
1: yeah or watch the his dune movie and then watch no the don't movie. do that <laughs>
0: because doesn't it spoil
1: like more of the book well yeah i mean it's not That's a what a friend for me because i've read the book
0: but. yeah not for you but like if you haven't which i haven't then you shouldn't because it'll spoil some stuff i think
1: um yeah but what i'm saying is that uh the new dune movie is so good that if you watch that it's hard to go back and watch the david lynch movie
0: oh yeah i assume that's how it is i'm glad they gave it the proper like what like, like they gave it what it deserved
1: but yeah this was due for a long time
0: definitely i'm glad they didn't like just make it on like crowd pleaser that didn't do anything original because they definitely could have just star wars to but they didn't i'm glad yeah.
1: well that's because uh denny villeneuve was the director and he's a good director indeed have you seen blade runner 2049 mark i have oh yeah that's you have movie. never mind yeah anyways uh people complained about you know uh, changing the gender and skin color of liet kinds but it really doesn't affect the story in any way
0: yeah, I don't see how it would.
1: So, like, whatever. And, I mean, they live in the desert, so... Like, you would expect them to have a dark skin color. Like, yeah. It kind of makes sense. Yeah.
0: I mean, I, I, it just... To me, it just doesn't matter. I thought she was cool.
1: Yeah. Well,
0: like, if they change... Like, I don't know. I don't think I would even be that upset. Well, I haven't read the books, but... If I had read the books maybe I would be upset if they like changed one of the, like main characters gender or and like race but I like I don't know I could I, I don't
1: know how I would get so upset over that. Well, they didn't change any of like the actual main characters. Like, all that was, you know, how you would expect it to be.
0: Yeah, so basically Dune fans are the new Attack on Titan fans where they complain about the tiniest stupid things. I mean... For no reason. It's
1: but whatever. Not it's not that big of an issue, really. No. I mean, overall, the movie is amazing. So...
0: Yeah, people are still...
1: Have you seen the new James Bond movie, Mark? Yes, I have.
0: I have not. But I've heard people have similar qualms with it. And I can imagine what those are. Which is just well, also stupid.
1: Yeah, but... there's other problems with that movie but also that it's kind of like the end of James Bond
0: I see so it's like so it's like the end of Evangelion to like they they um, like James Bond (laughs) chokes like the main love interest at the end and then they go pathetic and then ends
1: not exactly
0: and then it goes 007 will not return like in parentheses like the yeah. like the Evangelion yeah. title of the movies
1: um, if you if you watched it you would know what I was talking about but the ending was not what you would expect from a James Bond movie
0: I see yeah I think it's very divisive some people like really hate it, and some people enjoyed it a lot. So, I'll have to see I'm, for myself.
1: I'm kind of half and half on it. Like, over as a movie on its own, I would say it was pretty good. I mean, all the action scenes and, were done well. Um, there are a few places where they kind of uh, messed things up, like a few scenes, but other than that overall it was a good movie but it as as of course of being faithful to the james bond franchise it was here and there
0: yeah i'm excited to see it when it finally comes out on pirating webs i mean when i go see it in theaters uh, you, you mean hbo max i don't think it's on it's not on there or oh, i would have really? seen it already yeah oh
1: okay because I know a lot of uh, theater movies Come out on HBO Max Yeah,
0: because Dune did That's how I watched Dune, actually yeah. But yeah, I would watch Dune in the theater again Because it's that good
1: Oh, it, it is an experience in theaters
0: Yeah, it def- it's definitely yeah. meant for movie theaters I think, the, I think uh, the director, Denis Villeneuve Or Villeneuve, I think is how you say his name He said that Something specifically like, that. like, it's a theater experience
1: Oh yeah, for sure
0: so Mark, this is where we'd usually end the podcast, right? Uh, yeah, or I'd say my closing things, but not today. You know why?
1: Why's that?
0: Because for once, we actually have emails.
1: You've got mail. Really indeed interesting
0: so i i have read through these there's only two but it's a start i'm proud of our audience well hopefully we'll answer them well enough that we'll we'll get continue to get more because audience involvement is always a good thing so i'm just gonna read through the email and then we can well i guess we can answer stuff as we go through it we'll see let's just let's see 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 what what happens all right yeah so the first one is from matthias he says dear anime intellectuals i saw your flyers hanging up by my chemistry lab on campus and decided to check it out that was yes that was me you guys sounded very nervous in your first episode but your latest ones have been pretty good i especially enjoyed the gants review from jordan question mark question mark i think question mark question mark yeah that was me also i decided to start 20th century boys on mark's recommendation and Very that nice. is phenomenal so far now i'm not sure if it's been brought up he says since i haven't listened to every episode yet but you guys should definitely watch slash read monster by the same guy finally sometimes you guys will bring up video games in conversation so i was wondering what is your favorite video games of all time keep up the good work thank you matthias appreciate the email um let's see what what all questions did he ask um, but yeah the, the flyers on campus that was me mark did you ever do that i don't
1: think i did
0: you got to get on that my man uh, what that you is true apparently it works yeah um but yeah he said he started 20th century boys on your recommendation so that's yeah, cool very
1: very nice i'm glad about that 20th century boys is like one of those things that's not popular but it's immense quality
0: yeah so. and uh he's okay so he said we sounded very nervous in our first episode which absolutely agree with yeah, no qualms, no, like, disagree there. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, but that was just bound to happen. Like, we, we just have zero experience. So we're getting better as we go along. And it's that, good that that's what other people think also.
1: Yeah, that was to be expected. I mean,
0: yeah. Sometimes I think about that first episode and I'm like, man, I wish we could just, like, delete it it's not that bad like it's not awful but it's just yeah I don't know you gotta keep it up there just for just to know where we came from you know yeah yeah and then he says oh yeah he said "um, uh, we should definitely watch this read monster yeah I think I brought this up in another episode maybe when we were talking about 20th Century Boys did you I think so but I haven't seen it, but I've been meaning to.
1: Yeah, I haven't read Monster yet either, but I know about it, so I'll definitely get on that. Yeah, I, I I've definitely I've
0: heard a lot of good things about it also, and I know it's really good. I just haven't gotten a chance. I was going because it was it's one of those manga where if I'm gonna get it, I'm gonna buy the manga, not just read it, because it's I know it's gonna be good. Like I have no doubts. So yeah. But when I was trying to get the the ones that they finally came out with over here, they were sold out when I looked.
1: Oh yeah, if you want to buy it, you'll probably have to get it on eBay or something.
0: Yeah, or I might just watch the anime too, because apparently that was really well done.
1: Yeah, but, you know, what I, from you what can, I for- the, the manga is probably the best way to start out.
0: You haven't read Monster, right? or yeah, watched no. it no. no okay but yeah we'll we'll get around to that eventually and if we do we'll definitely review it so you'll be able to hear that and then okay. okay so his and then his question was what are our favorite video games of all time it's basically what he said since we brought up video games a couple of times yeah. um i think I'd say my favorite of all time is between like uh, it might be just Ocarina of Time and Majora's Mask. But I also played have played so much Smash, like Smash Ultimate that I can't like leave that out of it either. So like from just a story like story standard game, I'd probably have to say either Ocarina of Time or Majora's Mask and then for like in general like I've played the most definitely Ultimate like an embarrassing amount.
1: Yeah um, for me my all-time favorite video game would be The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Um, That one came out for the GameCube the Wii and remastered on the Wii U and Uh, out of all the Zelda games that one like I think had the best story out of all of them like you actually have developed um characters throughout that game and man the everything was just done so well
0: yeah and Mark and I have had this conversation many times before but they just need to bring the remasters that they've done over to the Switch so I can play them Because I still haven't played Twilight Princess or Wind Waker, and I want to.
1: I mean, uh, ever ever since I started playing video games, uh, Legend of Zelda has been my favorite, but uh, Twilight Princess was the best um, done, I think. And as far as a recent favorite video game, I would have to say uh, Subnautica so um subnautica is this survival game uh it's kind of like minecraft where you like craft things collect resources and that whatnot but it takes place on an alien ocean planet that you your spaceship crashed on and you basically have to figure out how to escape from it So, you know, you get to like build your own submarines and sea bases and stuff. And there's these gigantic alien water kaiju that try to attack you. It's just a good game. Um, It's on Steam and I think it should be on the PlayStation as well. But check out Subnautica if you haven't. highly recommend that game.
0: Yeah, and also Persona 5, which I played recently, was also really good, like a really good game that I played recently, I guess I would say Persona 5, but that is definitely a an investment of time. It took me like a year and a half, so.
1: Yeah. Uh, You've got so Persona
0: not, 4, right, Mark?
1: Uh, Persona 4? Yeah, uh, yeah. Yeah, I have not played Persona 4 yet. I see. I'll get to it.
0: And then our second and last email is shorter. It says hello intellectuals. Question for Mark. How did you feel about the Fruits Basket finale? Also, favorite character? Um, it's all you, Mark. I got nothing on Fruits Basket. Alright,
1: so um, Fruits Baskets. Uh, I think um, my favorite part about Fruits Basket was, was um, the parts where it focused on Hyo in the beginning. I think that part was really strong. Uh, I'm probably going to make a lot of people angry here, but uh, I think Fruits Basket, um, like the new series, it kind of um, kind of went off after that. I wasn't too sure about the finale, but I do know the new series is supposed to follow the manga better. So, I don't know, someone who's read the manga might have appreciated it more, but uh, I just think they could have done more with the plot. You know?
0: Yeah. So. So if you're a big Fruits Basket fan, Mark just, you know,
1: But it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, I I know Fruits Basket is very popular. And I watched the original series. And then so I I, watched the new series. But uh, I think they just could have done more plot-wise. You know, Uh, the characters were definitely well-written, for sure. But they... Focus too much on the characters, and not a whole lot of stuff happened between like thirty episodes. I see. Because uh, um, obviously, Toruhan is trying to break the curse, but most of the show doesn't really focus on that part. So uh, that's kind of my complaints about Fruit's Basket. But I,
0: so, which yeah. character did you say was your favorite? Was it Kyo Um, or something? Kyo, I
1: think, uh, yeah. Kyo was the best developed character. Who was that one? Is that
0: the orange-haired rat guy? Yeah, yeah. Oh, it was. Uh, I just guessed. No, he's the cat. But (laughs) yes, he does have
1: orange hair. Yeah, they really did his story well. So that that was um, the high point of Fruits Basket for me. uh, Now, Toru Honda she she just doesn't make the best protagonist i think because she's i hate to say this but she's too pure she doesn't have any flaws and being clumsy is not a flaw by the way (laughs) like
0: (laughs) that's just how shoujo manga goes mark
1: yeah i I mean i know either the main girl
0: protagonist has no flaws or the main love interest guy has no flaws or girl whatever but the, oh. usually somebody has like no flaws as a character.
1: Oh, all the other characters do like they've got all kinds of issues they work out throughout the series but uh, Toru Honda almost seems like a uh, too good of a person to where it seems unnatural you know
0: yeah yeah a lot of people really like this show it's very popular among Uh, like a specific group of girl i mean it's for it's a shoujo manga so like it makes sense yeah
1: i mean i'm I'm gonna make a lot of people mad by saying this but uh, it's just it's kind of boring it for a lot of the time, but um, it, some parts it's really good, so I just think they could have condensed it into something shorter, you know. Okay, I see what you're saying because it gets dragged out, out for quite a bit,
0: but yeah. That one, that email was from Abby. I don't think I mentioned that was from Abby, so thank you guys for the emails that's a good start i hope we can continue this trend and mark how would they go about continuing this trend what what is our email address
1: um what is our email address (laughs) what do you mean (laughs) you don't know our own
0: email (laughs) mark you know i told you one more strike and i think i just i think this is it we're done no, it's just it's just the anime intellectuals at gmail dot really That's what it was. Yeah, that's all it is. Yeah. Anyways. But yeah, you can send us more like this. This is exactly the kind of emails we want, actually. Cause it's very we it's like questions are probably the best. Uh, but you can also just send us stuff that you that you think is cool or suggestions for us to review i guess just whatever to the yeah. anime intellectuals at gmail.com as mark so like did not say because he didn't know <laughs> but it's fine
1: definitely remembered it just didn't come out you know do you remember our instagram mark um i mean
0: yes Okay, what what is it Mark? Tell tell the audience what our Instagram is. Um uh, Mark you're really dropping the ball here.
1: <laughs> Are you looking it up right now? <laughs> Uh, I'm subscribed to it. That's all that matters.
0: It's at the anime intellectuals mark. It's very, very simple. <laughs>
1: but, but yeah, I have a lot of stuff to remember.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's true. But at the anime intellectuals, I, I at the anime intellectuals is our Instagram. You can see our when we release our latest episodes up there, and also I've been putting up just random things that I that pop into my head so we I did post something about the Gundam opening which I guess we could say Mark and I have been going through the original Gundam series so eventually we plan on having an entirely mecha themed episode in which the original mobisuit Gundam is our together reviewed thing so look forward to that yeah. It's good stuff.
1: What would life be without giant robots?
0: Nothing, Mark. It would just be empty.
1: It would be a void, meaningless existence.
0: Yeah. Apparently, another news thing that I saw and didn't really like think was important enough to mention, but now I'm going to mention because I feel like it, is that they're shutting down a bunch of the Mobile Suit Gundam cafes in Japan. Which is unfortunate.
1: I well, just I'll leave some open f- when I get
0: there. I think like the main one is in Akihabara, and they're leaving that one open, but they closed a bunch of like the offshoot ones. So that's unfortunate. But I think the main one is still going to be there.
1: And, and the giant, uh, yeah, and the giant, just, yeah. yeah,
0: of course. Mark, you know what else is giant and life-sized? Um... Uh... Maybe. What? Maybe I do. It was, what was your guess?
1: What were you going
0: to say? I was going to say the end of this podcast. What were you going to say, Mark? Oh,
1: <laughs> never mind.
0: I, I dare you to come up with something better than that to end the podcast, Mark. Um...
1: Anyways. I-, I thought you were gonna, you know, go somewhere else with that.
0: Yeah, I could have gone a few places. But the place that I decided to go was the end of this podcast.
1: Just abruptly.
0: Yeah. Right like, there. Like right right here.
1: Like right now.
0: Like yeah, like now. For real now.
1: <laughs> so you're actually ending it yeah yeah
0: it's not recording anymore
1: wait but it is
0: oh you can see
1: yeah oh